All right. Well, <laughs> guys, we're coming out to the very first live What the Fork. Would you like to introduce yourself, Jared? Well, no, you just did it. So this is Jared Duran. I'm Jason Kyle. I feel awkward about doing all of our social media plugs. I don't think that this is either the time or place. No, but um, you should know that Jared has a, a, many other podcasts um, that highlight artists throughout the valley. This is true. Including limited really engagement. I one. Well, there's limited engagement. Mm-hmm. There's Who in Review. Mm-hmm. There's Album Infinitum. But those artists aren't from the valley. But I know, but you record in the valley, and I think that's important to mention. This is tr- I have a residence here. Yes. <laughs> Your zip code is a Phoenix zip code. This is true. And, uh, a, you know, a summer residence also here. Yes. And ironically, the summer residence and the winter residence are identical. So. But, yeah. And I feel like at this time I should plug that I write for the Phoenix New Times and Phoenix Magazine. Sure. And I also have a website. What's that website? It's www.jasonkyle.com. That's uh, Kyle, K-E-I-L. How'd you come up with the name of the website? Um, you know, I, I give it a lot of thought, and um, I thought, why not just use my name? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we had this like whole elaborate plan of like how many people are here for what the fork, and how many people just didn't have any place to go after the end of Fan Fusion. But apparently, people would rather stand in line and see a terrible film. Hey, um. Hey, you guys in line, uh, have you heard our podcast before? What the Fork? It's about The Good Place, which is a really awesome show. They're not going to answer. They're not going to answer. How many people here have listened to What the Fork, the podcast? At this point, if anybody says no, it's kind of... Wait, not every hand is raised. I am shocked. So we should explain. This is is actually bad percentages right now because... (laughs) So I guess we should explain what our podcast is. Sure. Why not? Go for it. So, okay. So pretty much we talk about The Good Place. Well, we try to. But then no, we get around to it eventually. Yes, but then we end up doing a lot of male bonding over the show. Like, it's, it's, it's not only a show about the good place, it's about the bromance that is Jerry and Jason. Okay. Would you say that's accurate? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's, it's a show about digressions. So it's, it's, it's like, it's, if it's... Um, if the good place is about, you know, is 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 a a, a great ground for for philosophical discourse. Ours is a good ground for uh, completely getting off topic. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Yes, so, I think so. I mean, we do talk about philosophy in the show quite a bit. Yeah, occasionally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but mainly, it just becomes talking about ourselves. In relation to pop culture, yes, mostly. So, I think so. Okay. So did you guys get it? <laughs> the two people who didn't raise their hands? <laughs> so we actually planned very little for this. Yeah. I which is in keeping with the format of the show, so that was good. Yeah. Should we introduce our special guest? Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. So, um, so we'd it, like to welcome Ted Danson to the stage. Woo! Shock to all of us. Ted Danson! <laughs> <laughs> We were, we had Kristen Bell, like we were so close, but there was a scheduling conflict. There was a scheduling conflict. Because she had to do her own husband's podcast. And she's really busy with the voice, voices for um, Frozen 2. There's a, a second one? Yeah. I know this. Why do you know this? I have kids, man. 
I, I don't know if that explains it away. Um, <laughs> but no, e- even better than Ted Danson, we have the wonderful Amy Young here. So please, why not? Welcome yeah. Amy Young. If there was ever a time, this would be it. <laughs> the time is now. You have notes. Yeah. Wow. You have notes? Yeah. Oh, man, you came so prepared. I know. You're making us look bad. I, have, I know. I have three notes. Normally, I'm the one with notes, and like the last three episodes were recorded. I have not taken any. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me check the levels. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to wear the headphones. That's all right. I have to because I'm we'll easily distracted. You oh. Okay. Black cord there. Okay. Hi, guys. Hello. Let's try that again. Hi guys. That's some feedback. All so, right, Amy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so you know, I. Uh, what do you want to know? I hear you host another podcast. I host a podcast with Ashley Naftul called Prize Fighting Kangaroo, mm-hmm. where we talk about movies. Uh, this year we're focusing on directors, so we're episode by episode breaking down movies by directors that we are interested in talking about. and uh, Who was the last one? Who's coming up? Uh, Whit Stillman was the last one that uh, we had uh, another guest in town, Tom Reardon, who's another journalist in Phoenix, uh, is a big Whit Stillman fan. Uh, he came on to talk about the th- three movies Whit Stillman <laughs> ever made. I mean, the so same you guys movie are going with- for like audience numbers, like huge... Huge population, like yeah. hitting like for the popcorn money there. Yeah. Do you have any plans to cover Barry Levinson anytime soon? No. <laughs> and why not? Not saying that we won't, yeah. but uh, now that you put the suggestion out there, maybe we'll invite you to come on and, and talk about it with us. I can talk about Diner and then other things that I forget that Barry Levinson has done yeah. that I'm usually reminded of. Can you remember anything that Whit Stillman ever did? I don't think I've ever seen a Whit Stillman film. Yeah. Barcelona. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm still out. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know what? For somebody who 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 you know puts himself out there as a, as a cinephile, I'm woefully lacking in many areas. And didn't he do Love and Friendship a couple years ago? Yeah, that unfinished Jane Austen one. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you say something about finished Jane Austen? <laughs> it was an unfinished Jane Austen novel. Oh, unfinished. unfinished. I'm thinking of finish as in like F-I-N-N-I-S-H. So like, no. you know, a finished Jane Austen. Yeah. Maybe in that case it would have been interesting, but uh, I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, so you, you're talking about what Stillman is if you're not a fan? I'm not a fan. Wow. Yeah. Well, so and you let Tom on anyway? podcast on him. Well, yeah, we talked about it. We talked about how much I'm not a fan. And <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. So I haven't listened to the episode yet, but that's interesting. Yeah, I just think he's pretty, I think he's boring. I think his dialogue is boring. I think his direction is boring. I think his subject matter is boring. And I think it's because he's boring. Oh. And he writes about his own life. As a, Which is then boring. Yeah. And boring begets boring begets boring. To me. But, but you know, is, come at me. Like I, but <laughs> Last Days of Disco is actually a pretty good movie. Is there, it's okay. is, there, is there a big, you know, there's, there's just waiting people out there, Whit Stillman fans, who are like, yeah. all right, that was the signal, everybody. I mean, is yep. there a Whit Stillman When those three that? people come after me, it's going to be a uh, war. The do thing you, is that yeah. if they do, the algorithm won't put them up on your feet. So. <laughs> if Whit Stillman directed Aladdin, they'd be inside. They want to hear all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amy, how did you come to The Good Place? Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, I didn't 
watch it right away, but I knew I was interested in watching it because I like Ted Danson. I think he's very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I honestly love Kristen Bell. I'm a big Veronica Mars fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you so know. you're on board for the new whatever they're going to do? They're going to do like a Hulu oh, yeah. reboot thing? Yeah. Are you, do you call yourself a marshmallow? I mean, I don't call myself that because I think it's... A, a, but that's what they call the fans, If you want right? to lump me in a bag of the Veronica Mars marshmallows, then I'm okay with that. Like, I, I love that show. I'm a huge fan. I gave money to the Kickstarter thing to get the movie going. Like, and I really like her. Like, normally... I like her because normally she's a person that I think would really irritate me. Like, she has the ability to, <laughs> to kind of... She's a little bit grating and... Uh, her Veronica Mars character is a little pushy and she's just very good. Oh, Eleanor is pushy and uh, she's really good at kind of getting under your skin that way. But mm. I think that just kind of, sh- to me, shows her skills. Like, I like her. She seems really down to earth. And so I'm always interested in just kind of watching her perform. She has really good comedic chops, I think, and, and really great sense of timing. So I thought, you know, I'm going to watch that because she's my homegirl, Veronica Mars. So... Uh, <laughs> That's, that was actually the conversation I had with myself. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so then, of course, that, that took me to the show. And then immediately, you know, I just, I love the idea of the show. I'm a mm-hmm. huge uh, fan of, you know, uh, philo- philosophy and uh, psychology mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, talking on and on uh, like a ridiculous person about both of those things so it was kind of in an instant that you could see that that show was going to just get deep into you know examining the questions that people who like those sort of things like to obsess over so like probably in the first couple episodes i i thought this is really different Mm -hmm. and fantastic yeah well and so how what is your you know we've had um people on the show before um who have mentioned that they do not like sitcoms in general, but then, I don't know if that was the sitcom gods being angered by my <laughs> statement or, or what, uh, but so what, um, what is your general feeling on sitcoms? Are you a sitcom person? Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up, a, I mean, I've seen, a lot of 70s sitcoms, I think, were probably the first ones I really sunk myself into. So I appreciate that structure of a show. Um, yeah, I think that they're great. I think, you know, it's like anything else. I love a sitcom, but it has to be well done to, for me. And uh, We'll come you know. back to that. Yeah. Now, I, I'm curious. So, what's, I mean, um, who's, who overall just doesn't like a, a sitcom at all? Uh, well, okay. Well. So the, the argument was made that uh, that 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 um, as like a, an escapist and kind of you know I don't know the medium of it being not uh, something that they could in, I don't know, enjoy or something like that. So I don't know. I I don't get it. Yeah, I was raised on sitcoms. Now you mentioned a specific decade of sitcoms. 70s. What, like, what 70s sitcoms did you watch? You know, like All in the Family, Soap. I don't, maybe Soap was a little 80s, but... Uh, soap was good. 80s. Uh, you know, the stuff like that. Did Norman you, Lear um, stuff? Who? Like Norman Lear stuff? Norman Lear stuff was yeah. great, yeah. Did, you, did either of you watch... There was something this week on ABC, like live from a studio audience. Did either of you see that? 
You're gonna no. have to be more specific. Okay. No, no. So it was called live from a. It's called like live from a studio audience, and essentially what it was, it was Jimmy Kimmel, and oh, no. um, hosted with Norman Lear, and they did a live. That taping. guy's got to be like 120 years old at he, this point. He's in his 90s. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and what it was is they recorded a live episode of All in the Family and the Jeffersons. Did um, they get Carol oh, Carol O'Connor to come in? Or? No, no, no. So it was like with like modern actors. Okay. Like the scripts were uncut, except they had to bleep out a certain word that shall not be named um, that starts with N. But Woody yeah, Harrelson no. was Archie. Marissa oh, no Tomei was Edith. And Ike Barinholtz was Meathead. He's funny. Yeah, like he him. was... Yeah. He was really good, and it was um, Ellie Kemper was um, Sally Struthers. Oh, I, I mean, she needs to do something now that uh, Kimmy Schmidt's done. So. Yeah. And then for the Jeffersons, Jamie Foxx played George, and he um, he blew his lines many times. <laughs> um, That's and, not terribly surprising. Which is surprising considering he, he's won an Oscar. Um, I, again, I, I, I go with mine not terribly surprising. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Wanda Sykes was Mrs. Jefferson and then Wheezy. We got Wheezy. And then um I don't know who played their son. I'm not familiar with the actor. But it was really funny. Um I was surprised and of course it's timely because a lot of the issues they were dealing with back then seemed to meet the social climate that we have today. Mm-hmm. And that was I think the point of doing it. Um, yeah. Honestly, I heard about that, but somebody sent it to me in a Facebook messenger message, and they were like, are you going to see that thing with Jimmy Kimmel, and it's the Jeffersons, and all in the family, but it's live? And then I was just like, what is this ridiculous message? Like, I didn't know, I never I hadn't heard anything else about it, so I just blew it off. But I suppose I can find it now, so somewhere. if you have the Hulu. I have the Hulu. You, you can, uh, you know, type it, and um, that's how I found it. Um, it was really funny. I, I really liked it, and um, it's. But uh, Jamie Foxx really like does a really bad impression of Sherman Hemsley. Just kind of shakes around, and all the time it was just really weird. But mm. everyone else was great. Wanda Sykes, man, she's funny. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's brilliant. So, I don't yes. buy the idea that a a sitcom is. Uh, of complete form of escapism, by the way. Not like if I think it's a good one. No, I think for mm-hmm. someone to see it like that, um, it's a little bit of a mm-hmm. lame excuse because it's, they're just it, kind of writing it off in total. Uh, but I mean, I can't think of any funny sitcom reductive. that doesn't have some yeah. kind of truth to it, and the truth generally has a little, little. Well, I mean, like with any other darkness. form, though, there's there's there are sitcoms that are just not going to have any sort of social commentary. They're not going to have any deeper meaning than the surface terrible kitsch joke or whatever they're they're playing for. But I I would agree that that good sitcom writing has you know usually speaks to whatever is going on in the moment and actually is able to do so in a in a way that they can play it off that drama usually can't. So pretty much you're comparing punk. Uh, you're pretty much comparing. I was about to say Punky Brewster, but that isn't completely true. You're comparing Saved by the Bell to The Good Place. Am I? Yes. Okay. Something that doesn't say anything socially, other than the special episode. I I, I don't know. I am not a Saved by the Bell fan. 
But I would say it has something very social to say about, you know, no, I, I, I got was, nothing. Was, um, you know, I mean, it was reflective of the teens that they culture. were. Yeah, high school there you culture. Go. In a very yeah. specific pocket of existence in the 90s there. Teen lessons. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. It had Screech. Yeah. Basically the modern day, uh, what was the guy? <laughs> Mr. Cotta, Mr. Cotta. That guy from... Barbarino? Thank you, yes. Mr. Cotta. Yeah. yeah. Um, Screech, uh, when I lived in Milwaukee, Screech lived there and used to hang out at the bars that I used to frequent. Between, uh, between questionable filmings of adult films? I believe this was before he entered the porn industry. Before? Yeah. Pre-porn. And are we allowed to swear? Uh, probably shouldn't. Um, our, our, our podcast has an explicit rating. If we right. swear, more people might walk in. But, I mean, people are going to see Aladdin, so I don't want to say... Fuck Aladdin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, shh. I don't want to say that Screech was an asshole, but he was an asshole. Yeah, well, you're welcome for That's for like on public that. record, I think. I think yeah. you're, you're not going to be the first to go down saying that. <laughs> no, I probably won't be the last. No, no so what... What I wanted to know, um, and I'm glad that I swore before I saw there was a kid sitting at a high-top table out there. Now... (laughs) It's cool, yeah. That's a cool kid. Okay. So we recently, uh, in attempting to to sort of talk about the first two seasons of The Good Place, because uh, we found out through the course of doing our show that people actually were, as I said they might be, watching along with us. And so for us to talk ahead about third season was spoiling it for people. Yeah, um, I, I spoiled it once. Oh. Yes. Yeah. We, we heard about that. Yeah. So now we, we took an episode and kind of, of, of compared the first two seasons, one to the other, as two of the seminal albums of a William Martin Joel. Um, Everyone else knows him as Billy. Right, sure. Whatever, those, you know, casual acquaintances. But, so we've got, essentially thinking of the first season as The Stranger, the 1977 classic, featuring such songs as Moving Out, Anthony's song, or, uh, you know... If that's Moving Up, he's Moving Out. Oh, so you're familiar. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't don't hate things that I'm not unfamiliar with. You have two ears and a heart. (laughs) (laughs) So... The, uh, and then the follow-up, and, and perhaps arguably more consistent, 52nd Street. Um, now, Can you ramble off a few of those top my life, chart my toppers? Life, my Life, A Big Shot, big Honesty. Shot. Yeah. Which, know? speaking of sitcoms, My Life was the theme to Bosom Buddies. Though not sung by Billy Joel. No. We had a very long discussion about that. We did. Episode. I yeah. bet you did. <laughs> So you've uh, listened. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if if any if any uh, you know pair of podcast hosts could have a long conversation about the theme song to Bosom Buddies and whom it was sung by, it would be us. Uh, but no, now if if you um, were to maybe not in those in such eloquent and poignant terms <laughs> um, that were you know completely scholarly and well researched. You know, what is... <laughs> wow, I'm... <laughs> what is your, your, your sort of feeling, having watched through that, of, of uh, you know, where the two seasons compare to each other? 
Okay, I'm, I'll, I'll talk about that, but I, I'm, I'm not going to do it by paralleling a, any Billy Joel songs. However, I, I will... I mean, you know, do what you want. It's, it's, it's your life. <laughs> I will. And... I'm happy to talk about Go Billy ahead Joel. with your own life, Jerry. I think yeah. we should revisit that. There are two Jews we're going to talk about tonight, and uh, one of them is Billy Joel. So, okay. yeah. Who's the other oh, one? Wow. We're, Who's we'll the get other? to that. <laughs> a, a mystery Jew? And I'm not counting myself. I was going to say, are we talking about... <laughs> I, yeah, I have or my me. own issues, and they're not, they're, they're not uh, to be broached on this podcast. So Okay. Um, boy, I think, well, I mean, that's kind of sets a weird stage of, of talking about those two seasons. Like, I feel like you have a really definite idea uh, based on the songs of those records of Billy Joel, sure. how you think those went. And I did not hear you talk about that. So I'm curious. I'll have to go back and listen. Mm-hmm. But uh, I personally think it's our best episode, <laughs> but oh, definitely the most organic that. and on topic. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I I thought we were pretty strong about comparing Thanos <laughs> to Doug Forsett. Yeah, that was a pretty strong argument. Wow. <laughs> Bulletproof, even. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. inevitable. So now in my mind, I feel like it's a challenge for me to use some kind of comparison system to, uh, to talk about the seasons. But I actually think I liked the second season a little bit better. Interesting. Yeah. No. Uh, maybe because I felt... Uh, in a little more invested, mm-hmm. like I was interested at the beginning, you know, and it's all these crazy ideas kind of flowing around, and then you kind of sink in a little bit and see, you know, like what's going to happen to these people. And I think as you kind of grow with them, you get a little more invested in mm-hmm. how they're evolving. And I think that's a lot about what the show's about is how we think about ourselves and some things we have control over, things we don't have control over, things that are scenario driven, things that are internal and inherent uh you know all those things that kind of what makes us us and the idea about change how we can change and how we can grow how or how we can't uh so it's interesting to me to just kind of continue along that journey with them so maybe i don't know if i think it was better mm-hmm. um but the newness was gone and the little bit of the excitement was gone and then i just felt a little more compelled to stick with mm. them and uh well, I think that's an interesting thing to talk about, though. It's almost like the first season was, it was like, here are all the big ideas, and then this is where we're going to kind of pull it down and actually spend time with the characters and spend time with the development yeah. of, the, of the world of the good place, as it were, or, and so forth. But yeah, I mean, because I think that they, they got to be a little bigger in the first season than they did in the second. Yeah. And you know, the more I think about uh, the more I think about it, it's... In the first season, part of the fun of the first season is that each of the characters are at each other's throats that they're learning to push the boundaries of, mm-hmm. of their behavior. Um, and the second season, um, they realize that they're all in this together. Right. So they find ways to try to find Just like 52nd Street. And so I think that as we were discussing, when we get to that point, we'll find that the third season really was Glass Houses and that season four, I'm looking forward to their nylon curtain. It's going to be pretty, pretty deep stuff. I don't know. I think we lost them. <laughs> Have you tried substituting any other uh, artists? I was or just the first one to records? pop in my head, to be okay. honest. We had no idea what we were going to no. talk about okay. that night. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we, like, we, we went in blind, and we came up with a gem. Like a diamond in the rough, as, you, as it were, like Aladdin. Like Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. Why is it coming back? It to all Aladdin goes back again? to Aladdin, and that's unfortunate right now. It's yeah. It is super unfortunate. 
But I, 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 I am interested to hear briefly, anyway, what your your beef might be with 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 Billy. Yeah, because yeah. it's a it's a touchy terms. subject. So a lot of people really have really have deep feelings, uh, positive feelings for Billy Joel. I should mention right now he was my first concert. Oh. Yeah. It's a little boy in F13 growing up in suburban Detroit. And all I wanted for my birthday was to see Billy Joel. Did you like him because he was your first concert or did you already like him? I already liked him. And then you saw him and it made you like him more? It was the only one on my dad's records that wasn't yeah, like that wasn't (laughs) awful. (laughs) What name some other records that your dad had? Oh god. Um, Please, describe in great detail. <laughs> to, as your dad listens to this podcast. Yes, as I know. And he, and he will, and I will hear about this in two weeks when it posts. Name two. I just want to, I want a comparison. Well, he's a fanalo of the manalo. Um, he's, uh, and um, speaking of who we were talking about on the car on the way here, Streisand. Oh, Streisand, yeah. yes. So... so I mean, Barry Manilow's music place had a place in time, okay? And uh, I don't necessarily want to listen to it or revisit it ever. Uh, But I do think that for Barry, at the time he was making that music, and I I feel like there was a sincerity to it that was Mm -hmm. I could see why uh, people could attach to it. My problem with Billy Joel... And I I feel like... No, please, please, please. Break our hearts. I have never, I have never felt a sincerity from William Joel. In fact, I'm part of a group of people that used to have a website where we broke down his lyrics online, and then we. we wait, wait. Where is this website? Was that on GeoCities? <laughs> it was. Uh, maybe it was Angel Fire or Members Angel Fire. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It was still relevant at the time. <laughs> GeoCities slash 406817. Uh, <laughs> Do you have the counter of how many visitors like visited your Well, you want to know who's the green neon yeah. at, the, at the bottom? Yeah. You want to know who's, how many people are listening or looking? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Counter's relevant. No sincerity? No sincerity for me. Okay. My mom was a big Billy fan. Uh, that was her, her two things were. Jim Morrison and Billy Joel. That seems weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty divergent right there. And I even have to say, the as, lizard as sometimes king as, and the piano man. That's, yeah. As yeah, as cheesy as Morrison could be sometimes, and dramatic or whatever. I still feel like I don't know. I just I never I don't I don't buy Billy Joel. But, I mean, what's the like, um, come out Virginia? Don't let me wait. Well, wait. What's Catholic the girls start much too late? I'm gonna make a. That's the actually. That's the only Billy Joel song that I do like. Oh, there we go. There you go. What's and the, I'm saying that in public, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm probably I could probably take some heat for that from some, <laughs> my crew, uh, my my anti Billy crew. And, Angel and, Fire's gonna be hot somebody, tonight. <laughs> somebody just dusted off and the password. And we are legion. There's five of us now. Uh, some passwords are getting reset. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no one, no, you know, people don't like to hear it, but I just, and I know we don't, you know, we don't always, he just sings about experiences as if they are his own. And I realize he's trying to tell the story of other people. And Mm -hmm. as a journalist, obviously, I don't want to take that away from anybody. But when he says certain things, I'm just like, shut up. 
Like, you know, the thing is that all anybody has to say is Uptown Girl, and then any argument I have immediately goes under. <laughs> you know, there, there, so there's a point, because um, I I, your point is very valid, and, and I'll explain why. So, early, no, so earlier okay. this week, so we're about to get some real, I'm about to admit some things in front of the, the 10 people there. Oh, here. you're, you're going to get the real real here? Yeah, the real deal. So um, earlier this week, I actually got interviewed by, um, by a journalist for Vanity Fair. Um, she Why? was. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to sound so shocked. <laughs> I asked, but for well, those who couldn't see and the I don't surprise even, on Jared's but, face, and I don't even know if I'll even be in the article. But what had happened is this journalist who I follow on Twitter was looking for people who had been to the first Lilith Fair. And for those of you who are not familiar with Lilith Fair, it was an all-woman music festival to counter the. I'm, I'm familiar with Lilith Fair. Yeah. I'm just wondering how well, your I'm, name came up. Because I had been to the first one. Because for those who may not be familiar with Lilith Fair, it was counter to the big dick energy that was Lollapalooza at the time. And um, I went to the first one in Detroit, and she was doing an oral history of people's experiences there. And at the time, the, pretty much the only other concert I had ever been to was Billy Joel. Um, so I went from Billy Joel to Sarah McLachlan, Fiona Apple, the Cardigans, and Paula Cole. And she had asked me, and I had given this some thought, like, is this kind of like you, she knew I was a writer about music, and she said, um, asked me, like, did this experience kind of point you in that direction? And I was, like, thinking about Harley, you know, a lot. And to your point, yes, because I realized that I'm Billy Joel, I mean, Uptown Girl, we all know it's about Christy Brinkley, but it can be pretty much about anybody. And Sarah McLaughlin. Well, any Uptown Girl. Any Uptown Girl. <laughs> and any Downtown Guy. <laughs> but people like Sarah McLaughlin mm -hmm. and people like Paula Cole and even Fiona Apple are writing about experiences that they have personally had mm -hmm. in the hopes that someone will listen and realize that they are not alone in their experience. And this, and I firmly believe it is a sincere style of songwriting. Sure. And that's when I interview a writer, uh, I mean a songwriter, that's kind of, I want to know if like where they're coming from when they're writing their song. Um, and I know you've never seen Billy Joel when he, when he's been here in Phoenix. I, right. I saw him five years ago. He he never tells any stories about his songs because no one cares. <laughs> they want to just hear it. Hurts. So now, I um, we're going to wrap the Billy Joel conversation up oh. by oh man <laughs> no by this because I want to now lay something down. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Me too. But I'm going to say I think that if you look, at least at the 80s, that Billy Joel did everything that Springsteen did first. I think Springsteen did it better. But if you, okay, now stay with me for just a sec. <clears throat> oh, here we go. We're going into, we're going to talk about um, specifically Goodnight Saigon which I think, you know, it came out two years before Born in the USA. 
you know, it was, a, it was a, an epic kind of anti-war and, you know, Vietnam experience kind of song. So then Born in the USA comes out, right? Then you have Uptown Girl a year later. And then you have I'm on Fire, which is essentially, at least from a video standpoint, the same, same concept. No? Huh? No. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Wow, that was fast. I mean, I see what you're saying. I mean, I think there's probably a lot of music of the 80s that, you know, was geared towards, a, you know, like a, a Born in the USA and, mm. you know, the Reagan years and mm-hmm. kind of getting, you know, getting back to the working class and mm-hmm. thinking about things like that. Sure. I just don't... I just don't enjoy it when it, it comes from Billy Joel. Like, I, I always believe Springsteen. Where do you stand on Mellencamp? I'm all right with him. Yeah? Yeah, okay. like, I feel like he's sincere to me. So like, it's like I don't this love evolution. His... So Billy Joel is like the hunched over guy, and then you kind of go up to Mellencamp and then Springsteen. Yeah, I mean, Mellencamp is like, he doesn't ignite any passion for me either way, hmm. you know, whereas, like, I could go out of my way to really... I think Human Wheels is one of the best songs ever written. To your point, though, about the music videos, um, Billy Joel uh, did okay with the music videos. You know what Springsteen said? He said, F this guy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get Brian De Palma (laughs) and Courtney Cox. And we're going to oh, do no. Dancing in the Dark. No. Gonna, why like, did they do Dancing in the Dark? It's, I am going to like, top that New Jersey... This, like, fucking dance thing? What the... But the song is... <laughs> a, it's a good song. The video, you no, know... No, the song is it, good if you strip it back. It's a, you know, I, I, I think it's a very good song. If you actually listen to the lyrics... It's a great uh, song. It's, yeah. it's a great, great song. What they turned it into in the, in the studio and put it on the album to make it a hit, I... I it's not my favorite, mm-hmm. but I've since come to... So, okay, apparently this is Springsteen Corner. Could you, in the equation of the Springsteen, Joel, Mellencamp, could you find a place for Alan Sherman? <laughs> Hello, Mother. Hello, Fada. This I'm is writing this, that to you from re- Camp Granada. refers to yeah. another conversation that um, we've had. So, it also was supposed to be funny. That's all. <laughs> it was funny to me. Okay. The... Um, no, I t- totally lost my train of thought. So, no, I think that, um, that there is a time when... I, there, so there are also a lot of people who are very, like, anti-Springsteen, too. And I always argue that it's where you enter into the world of Springsteen from. And the first album I heard ever was Nebraska. And, um, and that, to me, was like anything else I heard after that was like, this is great, because he did Nebraska. Um, but it also takes like experiences catching up with with your music, right? Because Born in the USA didn't really speak to me. Like the themes of it never really spoke to me. It was like a, there are a lot of uh, things about being a, you know an adult and relationships and like or like things that like, like self doubt and there's a lot of that that he I think honestly explored better on Tunnel of Love. But um, if you if you look at I mean, now, I, I, I love Born in the USA. There's something like Glory Days, finally, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I get that. Bobby Jean, yeah, I get that. I mean, like, there's, it's, I can listen to it now and be like, okay, now that I am 36 and, and well, actually a few years older than he was when he, when he was writing those songs, it's like, okay, yeah, this is speaking to me now. Mm-hmm. But at the time, for a long time, it was just like, 
What is with the production right now? Yeah. But it was okay. 80s. It's forgivable. Yeah, I can see that, and that makes sense. It, and, I, and I've definitely tried to go back and, uh, you know, listen to Billy Joel, ask myself those questions, um, you know, if it's something that I Which would appreciate. I would like to believe that this podcast is the catalyst for. <laughs> um, but it's still just not happening for me. Like, I just, I just can't believe him. It's not, it's not still rock and roll yeah. to you. It's not still rock and roll to me. <laughs> so moving on. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. Or moving out. Um, oh, <laughs> sorry. Guys. So, can we take a minute to talk about your shirt? About my shirt? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, I mean, I realize that we're at a Zia Records store here. Right. No. So, I am wearing a Zia Records um, Record Store Day T-shirt from I think what 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, I I firmly believe in making out with the hand that feeds you. Yeah. You're not selling out. You're buying in. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Um, I think so. I think that's all I had to say about that. You just had to point out any, anything else you want to attack? No, because I think you know what I'm going to I think you want me to say something about your hat. <laughs> you're the one who, okay, so. Yeah, yeah. You are the one who said, please wear that hat so I can make fun of you for Accompanying it. Accompanying yeah. Jared's t-shirt tonight is a delightful hat. A lovely yeah. fedora, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. Which I did, I did make the joke that, um. I mean, when you sold off the set of that Gap commercial with the khaki pants and the swing dancing, um, like it's, <laughs> I mean, it was. <laughs> I, I think I pull it off. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good that you decided to retire as a dancer, you know, a swing dancer. And I feel like I can't ever picture you without the hat on. Have I seen you without the hat? I think so. Yeah. I, I, wear, I wear a hat less it's than It's so I... natural, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. There we go. So this is the first time I've actually seen him in public with the hat. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. When you record, he goes hatless. I don't wear the hat in public very often. Well, and so... <laughs> do you ever do a Costanza and go shirtless when you're recording? Like, just... Uh... <laughs> We're lucky if I'm wearing pants. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. Hey, it's not a visual medium, I'm saying. <laughs> People want to know. Who? <laughs> I guess else? me. I guess I wanted to know. I know. Does anyone want to know some other secrets of the podcast? Oh, you, is there boy. any other secrets of the podcast you want to know? Well, I mean, I pretty much just asked how, how naked the podcast gets. Um, <laughs> So welcome to the last what the fork. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun while it lasted. It was. It was a good time. So you mentioned you had somebody else you wanted to talk about. Okay, so I have a problem. Now, (laughs) first of all, I don't think I have the problem. But I have... What is it with Paul Reiser? (laughs) Oh... Wow. I didn't know we were going to get into that. We're going to go there because I, I grew up, I loved Mad About You. I was a big fan of his performance in Diner. Um, I, I, uh, I think he's turned in some fine performances in, uh, in, the, in uh, what's that one show that people like, Stranger Things, and then uh, uh, a couple other things here and there. So, Oh, Red Oaks was pretty good. I really did not like Mad About You. Why? Oh, everyone on that show is annoying. Oh, <laughs> I mean, speaking speaking of Billy Joel, bringing it back, mm-hmm. like the, the the episode that makes me cringe. I'm mad about you is when 
Christy Brinkley shows up and he starts quoting lyrics as jokes. Um, Billy Joel lyrics as jokes to Christy Brinkley. That's a VR thing. It's awful. Okay, so that's a cringeworthy episode. But yeah. outside I'm not of that. Even, I'm just, I, it was more about just the, the, when people were starting to, the Twitter sphere was lighting up about, uh, you know, the possible Mad About You reboot. And I was super excited. I was were, on board with it. I know. I was so on board with it. I yeah. wasn't. I just, I can take him out of that show. If he gives a good performance in something else, I'm fine with him. True. But on that show, it's almost like everyone is, the goal of every actor on that show is just to be as completely annoying and intensify that through their part as they possibly can. Like a Hank Azaria... Uh, Nat? With the dog? Uh, they're just, it's like grading performances by oh, everybody. Those, he's, Spicer he's, seems so, it's, he's so cloying and forced, and it's like, I'm going to do my couple little tricks that I do and uh, just uh, drive him to, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I just didn't I'm flabbergasted. Like it. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, 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 <laughs> okay, so said, that's actually what a flabbergasted so person him, sounds like. I'm gonna I, let him cut recover. So, but I, I just I don't like. But him. but as far as the riser, the filmography of riser goes, you're okay with aliens, right? Aliens is fine. Diner is fine. Like you said, he, I can watch him in something. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't care about Helen Hunt and Hank Azaria is also. I I think that he's probably a crappy human being just gonna put it out there like i've heard interviews with him he seems really arrogant oh sure. uh, yeah and yeah. now it just comes through he did that little part on ray donovan where his character was also pretty deplorable and it really worked because mm. he just is well he's uh, the one i, who, I guess i have strong feelings about everyone well he I'm gets interviewed about, you, about his characters on the simpsons on simpsons yeah. and he never like he and here's what he does in interviews. Yeah. Instead of answering questions, he starts trying to make jokes in a bunch of different voices, or he'll tell a story about how he went on an audition, and here's the voice he did. But he's really good at dodging questions and not ever giving a straight answer to a question. And it's annoying. I have, I have no it's interest in It's almost like he's trying Hank to sell himself for the next role. Uh, you know, while I'm here on this radio show, I might drum up some biz by sure. show, showcasing my, like, range of uh, you know weird voices that i can do bye like i just don't like him <laughs> i don't yeah but yeah i don't care sorry. about hank azaria okay i'm just I, saying it's the it's the mad about you I, I format don't get I, just, it. I for some reason as like a, a like 10 to you know 15 year old kid i was like i i, I identified with the the paul riser character you i mean did? I, I, did. I do realize you're trying to drum up membership for the paul riser <laughs> fan club phoenix chapter <laughs> I mean, you know, I do membership have a, number I, one. I do have a small office downtown. I would like to uh, to be able to pay the rent for this month. Yeah. I feel bad now, like I'm disappointing you no, or something. No, no, but no. I just, I was just curious. I just wanted to know why so much hate for the. But if it's, I mean, if it's specifically, you know, directed at mad about you, I still don't get it. Um, but you know, like, it, would you go back now and would you would you watch that show now? I have. You I have the complete series on DVD. <laughs> And it's still funny to you. I, it is still funny to me. There, there are a couple of weird little like after-school special kind of things where they try to have a very you know special, special mad about episode. you. <laughs> but yeah, where I'm like, yeah, it doesn't hold up so well. But yeah, overall, I still enjoy it. Apparently, you know, like you know, falsetto enjoy it. <laughs> so, um, do you guys enjoy the good place? 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it back. Yeah, you know, sure. Why not? For the last ten minutes of the episode, bring it back to the show that we talk about. Let's bring it back. All right. Yeah. I, I'm not into season three yet, so I. Uh, Which is fine because I mean, even though we've both seen it, we're not talking about it because yeah. we're yeah, talking about it. Yeah, Jason mentioned that. Yeah, are we're you, too cheap to buy on iTunes, so we're gonna wait till it comes to Netflix. Are you are you talking about it enough to say that you think it's strong or? You know what? I think that the third season was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's um, there's a lot going. There's a lot more going on. Um, you can tell they're getting somewhere now. And it's definitely, there are part episodes that get very topical. Um, that are very clearly talking about the world today. You uh, feel like it's build, still building enough that it can continue. You know, I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I got a little verklempt at the last episode yeah. of the third season. I thought, I thought it was you know, still some really good writing, and they're even moving, they're moving even more out of like a traditional sitcom into just some really good, good character development. And yeah. to whet your appetite, if you like Janet now, you're going to love Janet. It is the season, season of Janet. Janet. It's the season of Janet. Or as I like to call her, Busty Alexa. (laughs) (laughs) I think that might be one of my favorite Janet references. It is pretty great. Busty Alexa. I would like you guys to tell me a a sitcom like from your lifetime that you that was really meaningful to you. I just did. Oh, went down the hole. What do you think we talked about for the last twenty minutes? (laughs) That was my favorite. Okay, okay. So my sitcoms as a kid were were, and I would count it as a sitcom. Were The Simpsons, Mad About You, and uh, you know I liked Seinfeld. I mean Seinfeld was all right. Seinfeld's probably like as far as teenage Jason goes. Yeah, that uh, that was my jam. So you think Seinfeld was just all right, but you love Mad About You. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I, I, I basically know. said Barry Manilow was more sincere than Billy Joel. So <laughs> I think it's. I, well, I mean, he does write the songs. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it. I, I, I don't know. But okay, so there is the potential for this to shift because, as the episode that we're going to release this Monday, that will be the one before this one ends up airing, we talk about um, uh, Albert Brooks's "Defending Your Life." Because defending your life very clearly, especially if you go back and rewatch it, has a huge influence on the good place. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of directors who you might want to feature on Prize Fighting King, Gorilla. I could talk about Albert Brooks all day. Love Albert Brooks, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Now, I think that um, that I, I I have been a, a, a Woody Allen fan my entire life. I grew up with Annie Hall and Manhattan as my as my you know favorite films and. And um, also already odd, but anyway, so uh, I have now come to the realization at the age I am, 36, that I think I actually prefer Albert Brooks. I think that Albert Brooks is a, is a, 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 a uh, better writer and realizes his characters was uh, more fleshed out. So, yeah, I could get with you on that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, so what were we talking? Um, did you? So you answered your question. What? So, um, sitcoms. Sitcoms. Yeah. Uh, Something more apparently appropriately meaningful to you than Mad About You. Yeah. Uh, oh, Seinfeld. <laughs> nah. Yes. Yeah. I'd probably um, go with Seinfeld too. Yeah. Oh, 
and you think Seinfeld's just okay. You know, so Seinfeld is classic. Because this I, is I the like Summer Seinfeld. and Jared, so obviously so it So I actually you. prefer Curb Your Enthusiasm. It is the Summer of Jared. Hashtag Summer of Jared. <laughs> so I prefer Curb Your Enthusiasm to Seinfeld. Well, how, why? What? Why? 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 Yeah. <laughs> you look ready to pounce. Yeah. <laughs> no, nope, you're, could... you're not wrong, Jared. You're never wrong. <laughs> Apparently, I am. Uh, but you're no. wrong about one thing, and we've established that for about half an hour. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I just I, I prefer the looseness of Curb Your Enthusiasm to 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 Seinfeld. Okay, that's all. It's a preference. I also like Jeff Garland. So, yes, well, how can yeah. you not? Who is also in Mad About You? Yes. Well, everybody needs a job. <laughs> People have to work. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So you're going with Seinfeld. I am going with Seinfeld. Um, I mean, six year old Jason, Silver Spoons with Ricky Schroeder all the way. <laughs> okay. No. Someone knows it. <laughs> I, know, I watch Silver Spoons. No. Yeah. Different yeah. strokes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots yeah. of life lessons yeah. for kids. Yeah. 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 We, we've got like a few minutes left here. If, um, do we have any audience questions? Anybody like to ask us anything about anything? Anyone want to know the secrets of the podcast? I mean, we've already told you. Apparently, I recorded my underwear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and hat. Does the hat stay on if the clothes come off? Well, I, I, to quote Joe Cocker, <laughs> he can leave his hat I got to keep the heat in somehow. <laughs> you know, got to stay warm. Hat keeps the heat in. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody got good place questions? Questions about anything at all? We have mics. We can bring you a mic. We just got here right now, so. What did you guys go see? Oh, not that next door. Oh. The other next door. The place with the records. <laughs> What'd you get? Okay. Nice. All right. So Comic-Con comes down and... and, and oh, fan fan, oh, yeah, yeah. Fanicon or, or Comic Fusion, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, that would be nice. Where do you stand on Mad About You? About on Mad About You, the show. The show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Favorite song. Okay. Okay. All right. That's um. By the way, for those keeping score, that's three Seinfeld, oh, one Mad About You. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know what? If everything, if everything, Silver you know, that Spoons was actually, has more votes. If everything, then that about you at this point. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, I, I stand with what. You know, if if I were to stand on Richard Lewis, I like Richard Lewis. Okay. Yeah. What's oh. not there like about Richard? Lewis? I didn't say there was. I like the. What was the name of that sitcom he was in with Jamie Lee Curtis? Anything yeah. but love. I like yes. that one. Okay. I, I like got that one. Show. Yeah. So, um, because it's um, there's an episode directly. Um, that directly references is where do you stand on friends? Oh yeah. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am. I don't like friends. 
Please elaborate. <laughs> I want to hear it. And no, you're in a safe space. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like, you know, as a, that was going to be the given answer, right? Because she doesn't like anything. I like a lots of things. I just, sure. we happen to just be talking I believe about you. a section of yeah. things we don't <laughs> no. like tonight. No, this, I won't, uh, I won't, I'm not I, challenging you on this. And I have. Like, in the last year, I have watched Friends just to see. And, yeah. No. I don't like it at all. I don't like the characters. Mm-hmm. I don't like... A lot of the actors I don't care about. Uh, (laughs) That's perfect. The premise of these people living together in these apartments in New York, it's ridiculous. Yes. I mean, I was a person who lived in an apartment with people in New York, and it was just, no one lives like, it's just ridiculous. (laughs) So no one one has, (laughs) so what you're saying is no one has a, um, like a, a, what was it, like a greenhouse? You know what? I figured it out. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a direct correlation with Lisa Kudrow, who was also in Mad About You. Oh. Yeah, they, they did try to work that connection since they were both like on the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that there was, Ursula was supposed to be Phoebe's sister. Right. Oh, yeah. Do you like Friends? Yeah. I can take it or leave it. I don't have yeah. any strong feelings about it either way. <laughs> it's, do you like Friends? I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. Um, no, I don't. So, yeah, I, I, I liked it at the time. I mean, but I mean, it was just something in the way of Seinfeld. It was just part of the lead up. You know. Yeah. So like saying to kill time until Seinfeld started. The only, I liked one thing about Friends. I liked when Ben Stiller was on Friends. Yeah. When was he on well, Friends? Well, Ben Stiller on Friends was good, but he. Um, I also liked. Um, I like when Ben Stiller is the angry guy. Favreau's run on Friends was good too. John Favreau. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I even liked Tom Selleck when he was on Friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I liked when they had guests. I, I, apparently, Bruce Willis on Friends Bruce Willis was on funny. Friends was fun. yeah. So they really needed uh, some... Uh, outside maybe, support. Yeah, I think yeah. they did need some outside support. I just didn't find them uh, compelling humans. It was like... <laughs> So I'm gonna that was their whole thing, right? I well, I don't be. know, because people really liked them. People were like, mm-hmm. oh, I, people identified with them. Yeah, they were like, I'm a Phoebe or I'm a Rachel. <laughs> yeah, gross, 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 yeah. gross, 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 on sure. all accounts. Yeah. Like, why would you want to identify with these people? Could you be any more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm One bring time, it, funny. I'm going to bring it back to you. One million times, not funny. Not so much, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to bring it back. To again. you? No, not to me. Well, you're pointing inward. <laughs> well, that's because... Um, because we know that we use, I use my hands a lot. It's, Indeed, yes. Yeah, it's, it's great for podcasting. I'm theatrical. Um, who would you like to see as a guest star in, in The Good On The place? Good Place? Yeah. And so... I like that they don't do a ton of guest stars. I like that they, you know, that anybody who's on there usually has their own arc. So even somebody like the Adam Scott character in the first season, mm-hmm. you know, he has his whole character and gets to actually, like, get into that character. That was a real a highlight bit. for me. I yeah. love him. Yeah. Adam Scott's great. I mean, from Parks and Rec and... And the reason why that, I ask, yeah. the, the reason I ask is because obviously Kristen Bell has her own, her own thing going on right now. She has, mm-hmm. like... Veronica Mars, she has Frozen 2, um, she has um, her husband's podcasts. Right, yeah. Um, and um, the guy who plays Chidi, William Jackson Harper, is now starring in movies. You actually just counted off his name. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, stop making... He, dude. He's, he's, okay, so yeah. he's starring in movies. Sorry. He's starring in a movie. He's, yeah. in, um, he's starring in the new horror movie by the guy who did Hereditary called Midsommar. Mm-hmm. Um, and which means like 
this could also lead to more movies for him, which means he might need to take a break um, if this thing goes on like another season. So they're going to need to bring in someone like as a guest star. Hmm. Well, I, so I mean, and Janet is also in Barry. Janet is also in Barry. Where do you guys stand on Barry? Barry's amazing. Love Barry. Barry's fantastic. Barry, That's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, Barry as, is a perfect sitcom. As we, I, Barry is, yeah. yeah. As we established off mic, it took me about five episodes to realize it wasn't just yeah, a rehash of Gross Point Blank. I don't get why. I, I, I mean, I, 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 and I, I love Gross Point Blank, but I, I enjoyed the show entirely on its own merits. I had no problem getting into it right away. Right, but I... Barry? Barry, yeah. Yeah. But I, I want it to be something... I, to, hear, to hear you and certain other people on Twitter talk about how extraordinary it is. Mm-hmm. I like it would have been it's fine like if it had just been like a gross point blank rehash mm-hmm. it would have been perfectly fine mm-hmm. um, and, I, and but I wanted it to be something different and it took me five episodes at least five episodes to realize it was going to be something more than that it was going to be a further explanation uh, ex- exploration of um, his character sure um, and are you, a, are you caught up have you seen the whole I've seen uh, all of season one now. Okay. I'm two episodes out from the from the, the last se- of the second okay. season. Yep. Yeah. Second second season is much stronger than the first. Even, I think so I too. I thought, yeah, yeah, not to to spoil it for anybody, but yeah, I thought everybody who well who survived season one yeah. uh, is even stronger in the. In That's the, a great in the selection of, of of talent. Yes. Uh, you know, everybody in the role is extraordinary. Yes. I, I can, think. Yeah. I can tell you right now, my favorite character is Noho Hank. Noho Hank is Noho amazing. Hank <laughs> steals every scene. Amazing, he is yeah. absolutely brilliant, and you you can't not watch him. Yeah. Um, but you got Stephen Root. Yeah. Mr. James for yeah. news radio fans. Oh yeah, news radio. Yeah, news oh, radio was a great show. That's my favorite. I all like time. news radio yeah, a lot. All the, all, all the seasons and Phil, uh, the Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Yeah. 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 Are, are some of the best Absolutely. on TV ever. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Is that streaming anywhere? Because man, I'd love to revisit that. I have it. On well, TV. you know, when I was going to say, when you go and pick up your your complete Mad About You, you can probably pick up a complete uh, news <laughs> or, radio as well. Or when I pick up my um, when I pick up my three dollar copy of Defending Your Life from which Zia. I don't understand why you didn't. I'm saying. I, again, <laughs> plug for Zia Records. They probably have a super cheap used copy of Defending Your Life. You should have just bought it as opposed to you know. Yeah. Getting it from iTunes, man. Man. Oh. So how, how recent has it been for you with Defending Your Life? Because my, my thing right away, and, and Jason agreed, was that Rip Torn's character in Defending Your Life is laid the ground for his character as Artie in, in Larry Sanders. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, it's been a long time, yeah. yeah. Easily 10-plus years. Yeah. yeah. All right. If there are no questions from the audience, I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, because um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but we're going to Rave of Thrones afterwards. Oh, Rave of Thrones is Are we? Yeah. This is news to me. Yeah, because Hodor is... <laughs> <laughs> he's got two turntables on a microphone. <laughs> and he's holding the door all night. <laughs> Oh boy! Um, All right, so yeah. I would like to say many thanks to you, Amy Young, for oh, being on the show yeah, for thanks us. Thanks for having me. And thanks to Jason Woodbury and to Zia Records for asking us out. This was yeah, a really thank cool you, Zia. Thing. Yeah. 
and thank you guys for showing up or just stopping by because you had nothing else to do. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, hey, yeah. Yeah. I exactly. think that guy's going to Rave of Thrones. Yeah. Van Buren. Van Buren. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Who, hey, Thank who, you. Who else went to Comic-Con? I know Henry did because I saw him there. <laughs> and did Carrie you have a great did. time? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Billy D last night or yesterday. I saw Ray Park. Okay, so I said we were done, but that yeah. reminds me of a gag in uh, Scrubs. Yes, yes. Uh, that was Scrubs fans? Yes, he... Um, you do not look like you're about to dissent again. I don't like Zach. <laughs> you don't like Zach Braff? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's left the stage. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> also, he He's just yanking re- equipment. <laughs> He brings in sincere for me. I have a thing with sincerity. Like, I just can't... Uh... Uh, okay. I, and then I, when he got punked, he was such a big baby about it. And yeah. it never... I, yeah. And it just... That says to me, that's who you are. Uh, you could boy. be punked okay. like Justin Timberlake and take it like a champ. Or you could be punked like Zap Braff and be a big whiny celebrity baby about it. And he was. And I don't like his acting. He's, a, he's got... He's one note. Okay, so so say and don't what even get about, into Garden State. About, we can talk about oh, that. Okay. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to try to defend Garden State, which I still enjoy to this day. But, I, but Scrubs in general, I mean, like the, 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 the other characters, even Turk and Dr. yeah, Fox I like the other. And, I like the other okay. characters. I just okay. don't like Zach Brown. Just yeah. not liking part, Zach Brown. Part okay, of the, at least part of the fun of Scrubs is if you don't like <laughs> JD, who is Zach Brown's character, you have. Many other characters to choose from, but he does narrate the entire thing. Yes, because it's about him after all. Yes, but everything starts with my this and my that. Where was I even going with this? I don't know. Oh no, you were saying about Billy D, and I was saying because that was in Scrubs with Turk being like Billy D. Yes, because Lando, Lando, and he's like Billy D. Yeah, so because they showed that as the, a part of the sizzle reel. Oh, did they? Yes, yeah, that's cool. So they showed the sizzle reel before Billy D came on, and um, part of it was the scene. They pretty much showed anytime he ever played Lando, so which is a lot because gotcha. every robot chicken, every Lego movie, sure, every video game, um, every Lego movie, which like he's been in one, but he wasn't even playing probably Lando. the one I didn't see. So both. <laughs> um, so yes, he they he he does hold his time on Scrubs in very high regard. But Ray Park, who plays Darth Maul, and his, yes, um, he was a freak man. I you know okay. So here's I I don't want to get into an argument about Star Wars, but I do not like the Phantom Menace, and one of the reasons is because they killed off everybody interesting within the, that first film. Darth Maul gone. Qui Gon Jinn gone. Yep. Yeah. Whatever. I. You know. <laughs> I, I, I. Apparently. I. Okay. It was just insane. Like he, for one, he showed up like twenty five. Metal legs now or something. Yes, he does. Okay. Oh well, well Ray Park had like a hip replacement. He he talks about. It. Okay. But. <laughs> <laughs> God. But he, 
Like, he just, everyone who brought, anyone who got, like, their double lightsaber in the door, mm-hmm. he would, like, Ray Park would, like, borrow their double lightsaber, and he would just do, like, his Darth Maul moves for ten minutes. And anyone who said they were interested in martial arts, he would do double lightsaber with them. It was insane, dude. He never answered a question. Or that was the answer to every question. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the question would be, maybe hey, he, will you play lightsabers with me? And he said, yes. Yes, yes I will. Maybe, then, he's, maybe he studied interviewing techniques with Hank Azaria. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And then he started the show by um, doing weird gyrations to the Prodigy's Firestarter. Okay. Well, it was insane, dude. So, you know, we came, we talked about the good place for approximately five <laughs> minutes out of the hour. So, we keep even in our live shows, we're consistent. We are consistent. If nothing else, we are consistently inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Again, thank you guys for coming out. It was great. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. That's it. Thank you, Zia. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> and thank you, Amy. This has been a Hoon Waddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootandwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hoot and Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash Hoot and Waddle.